everyone, welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast, and I am joined by former St. George Illawarra Dragons, but damaging forward for the Warrington Wolves, Mike Cooper. Thank you very much for joining us here on the Final Tackle, mate. No, you're very welcome, mate. Uh, happy to be on. Nah, that's good stuff. So, first of all, um, you're a true Warrington legend, um, and I think anyone would be stupid to disagree with, with that statement. So, let's start off with your um, career obviously, uh, with your debut with Warrington in 2006. You went through the juniors, even the academy with Warrington. You're a Warrington local. What was it like and what did it mean to you to be able to pull on that jersey for the first time for the wire? Yeah, it was, um, you know, a very, very, very proud moment. And, uh, the uh, you know, the, the club is sort of steeped in history within my family. And it's, it's um, you know, it's something that it was, I was never going to get away from. I was always going to be involved in rugby league in some in some way because it was, it was all we ever talked about. It was, um, you know, we travelled yep. home and away games, and um, sort of every Sunday afternoon as the games were on, uh, they were all Sunday afternoon matches back then at three o'clock, and it was at the grandparents' house where the sort of love for the game and the interest sort of grew. Um, yep. But previous to that, I was I was all I was all about soccer, and um, you know, it was all about Manchester United until I got to around 11, 12 years at the age. And oh, so are you, you still know, a Man United fan? I am. Yeah, I am, and. Um, Unfortunately, I've lost three grand finals all at Old Trafford, and um, but it doesn't—it um, it doesn't kind of spoil the place for me. I still love going, and don't get to go as much as I'd like to. But yeah, it's another the, the Cooper side of the family. My dad's side is is very much um, is very much a red side, and um, yeah, <laughs> nice. uh, that was it. I had no choice in that one as well. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and talking about your um, games at Old Trafford, um, I may be wrong because I'm I'm not too versed with um super league much but is the challenge cup final played at old trafford no the challenge cups at wembley stadium and oh, the okay. super league Grand finals at old trafford yeah okay that makes more sense because i was like hang on and bringing up the next topic perfect segue is the 2019 challenge cup you guys defeated the um, future winners of the league last year in 2019 which is st helens what was that like for you guys to know that you managed to be one of the only very few teams last year to defeat that club? And also, in general, what was it like getting that silverware for the wire? Yeah, you know, it was a, it was obviously an unbelievable experience. But the um, pretty much every single person said that we weren't going to win that game. Um, and not going to lie, and no, no offense to you or the team, St Helens were red hot last year, so I can see why. Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah, no, hundred percent, but. I think the two games that we played them, when you look at those games and what happened, we had um, a couple, you know, I think I got I got sent off in one game, I got oh. Simbind and, and missed a period and then and the other game, we, we lost another player, uh, also another Simbind and, sent, and sending off and, and it was during those 10 minute blocks where we, we really sort of went on the back foot and, and, and lost the game. So when we, were going into, when we were going towards the game, I was, we were all extremely confident and I guess, I think everyone will say this who's won some form of trophy or a league or whatever it is, is that you just have a bit of a feeling that you're going to win. And I've heard that a lot, moment, yeah. Yeah, from the, from the moment we um, you know, we started that um, build-up to the, to the final and, and having won the semi, it was it was never in any doubt. And I can honestly say the preparation that we that we had was perfect. We, we sort of locked ourselves away on the other side of London, away from the stadium, away from all the fans and... Um, at a fantastic hotel in, in pretty much isolation, and the night before, we just I just knew it. I just knew it so much we were going to win. I could just tell, and and, um, and you, you know, did. got to the ground. 
and we did when we got to the ground and I, and I just again I've, I've won twice at Wembley I've got two Challenge Cup wins one 2009 and, and 10 years later in 19 and and both of those moments being stood in the tunnel and looked looked at the opposition and thought, we got you're, not on, you're not on today. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, and you, you just get a sense that the other team is, is not on. And, um, you know, they didn't play particularly well, but I think, we you know, we forced that and, and we come away with the silverware. Now, that's wonderful. And segueing into isolation, uh, COVID-19, the, the proverbial elephant in the room. How are you handling yeah. the isolation? How is, first of all, also, how is your family and whatnot? And how are you coping with the fitness and trying to stay fit in these trying times? Yeah, it's um, you know it's tough for everyone. We're um, you know probably a little bit more you know ahead of, of Australia in terms of um, you know uh, confirmed cases and deaths and whatsoever and whatever. That's for we're, sure. You know, yeah. yeah, we're experiencing um, you know up to eight hundred you know uh, losses a day over here at the minute. So we're sort of right in the in the thick of it and hopefully coming towards the peak and. Well, not hopefully coming towards the peak, but sort of getting to the top point and coming back down. Exactly. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. It's um, pretty tough for everyone. We're, um, you know, we're in full lockdown, so you can't leave your house for a bit unless it's for an hour a day. I'm pretty and, sure and, you're on the same sort of thing. Yeah, and I think it's uh, for groceries and doctor's appointments. Are also you're allowed for that as well. That's right. That's right. And um, you know, it's pretty tough. We we were sort of training in, in very very small groups up until about two three weeks ago. Um, we were training, trying to train in, in groups of four and five, and it just wasn't working. We were still, you know, bumping into each other and whatever. So, um, you know, the government changed the rules on that one. But I've got a, a two-year-old and a five-year-old, two boys who were very active and are sort of struggling just to, you know, roam around the house in the backyard. So it's been difficult. But yeah. at the end of the day, the whole family's safe and well, and we, we've got no cases within the family. Got a few, a few friends that have had, have had, one, you know, one friend who's been pretty, pretty sick, but. Um, it's coming to the other side of it now and everywhere else seems to be fit and healthy so touch wood we might scrape through yeah no that's good and um definitely well wishes to those people that you know i personally don't know anyone um that has been affected obviously i know you to an extent so therefore by extent know of at least someone that knows someone but i personally don't i don't i haven't had any family luckily um or close friends who have um been affected by it yet and again i say that luckily because my mum is very um she's on that high risk list because years ago she was very sick and my nan as well she's 84 so she's again on the high risk but luckily neither of them have um come down with it and fingers crossed touch wood etc they they don't um so crossing over to a bit of your time in australia you came over to the nrl and played for the saint george illawarra dragons which as i'm sure you know one of your teammates gareth widdop also played for the dragons what was it like playing in the nrl compared to the super league and what was it like in particular at the dragons for you um we'll start off what it was like the you know as a as a game it's um it's a totally different game to the Super League. It's very much um, completion based, and um, you know, one out a lot of the time it was one out carries and a kick, and and it's all about sort of staying in the grind mentality. Whereas Super League, we are we play a lot more of an expansive game. We throw the ball around a lot more, yep. um, which you know, compared to what our weather's like over here, it's, it seems a bit strange that we sort of play playing that way. You know, um, honestly, I prefer the flow of the Super League game than I do the NRL. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I, you know, even now I still watch the games and, and and everything else, but I don't watch it as much. And there's certain games that I just turn off because it's just set for set. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but you know, it is what it is. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I loved it. It was 
by far one of the best experiences of my life. It was the best decision I ever made from a career point of view. And, um, you know, I thank St. George for the opportunity. And, you know, I came out there as, a, as an unknown and, and give it my all. And I was, you know, super proud to play the 70 games that I did um, in three years. It was, um, you know, a great, you know, a great achievement and for me. And, um, you know, I look back with fond memories. Now, that's awesome. Um, and speaking a bit of your... Um... I'm sorry, not a bit, but speaking about your change back to Warrington, what was the deciding factor for that? Was it the contract was up at the Dragons or was it you were homesick? Because as we've mentioned before, you are diehard Warrington through and through and you wanted to get back to the wire sort of thing. Or was it a bit of both? No, um, none of those really. None of those at all. Um, I was, you know, completely happy at St. George. You know, we were missing family and whatever, but my, uh, my eldest lad, George, was born premature and, um, he was seven weeks prem, um, and it was during the the time where St George came over to actually play Warrington and missed out on that game because he was he was in the um, you know the special care unit and oh. um, that that I mean he's completely fit and well and healthy but pretty frightening time for for, for both of us and um, we wanted to have another kid and it was just a case of if you know there was a bit of a chance that it happened again and we didn't want to be sort of on our own because it was. As much as uh, the club were great, it was it was so difficult to try and yep. um, you know uh, Kate was in hospital, George was in hospital, George was in special care. I was trying to manage you know your footy and, and the house and whatever else. It was difficult. So um, so was it more you know, family it, was the driving factor for you to head purely, back over to purely a family decision. Yeah, yeah, purely a family decision. Family decision and and uh, you know re-signing back at Warrington was literally. Um, in the last five minutes of, of me um, negotiating, because I was I was very close to signing elsewhere, and and um, yeah, it was it was between you know with the club and between Warrington and one other team, and um, I, uh, I spoke to my uncle Paul, who's um, he is a Warrington legend, and I'm, I'm definitely not. He is he is um, oh, wow. in Paul Cullen, in Paul Cullen, who's coached the team and captain the side, and well, I'd love and to get him on for the, the podcast at some point. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, and I'm sure he love it. And he just said to me, "Look, where does your heart lie?" And I just thought, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Got to come back home. So, nah, that's um, fair. Um, honestly, that that's about it. I've got a few more fun questions, and then that'll wrap it up. Um, but first of all, let's talk about your time playing for the national side. You played for the England Knights, which is I'm led to believe for the academy sort of players in the youngsters. And then you also played for the England national team. What was that like getting the chance to represent your country at, at such a professional level? Yeah, well, that's the, um, you know, that's your ultimate goal, isn't it? Any sportsman to represent your country. And um, such an exciting time and the, the whole buzz of training and, um, and build up for the games. It was It was such a... Just great. I loved every moment and um, a couple of pinch yourself moments. You, you know, singing the national anthem and then lining up uh, against the Kiwis for the hacker. They were they were pretty. Oh, that would have been awesome. Swear. Yeah, you know, just just really special stuff. And what you what you dream about as a kid and, and to go on and do that was, um, you know, I, I loved every minute um, of that. And you know, hopefully, I will get a chance to do it again at some point. If it, if it even um, goes ahead this year with the Ashes, you know, who knows? I. Well, fingers crossed. And rounding it out with some fun questions, how do you like your steak cooked? Uh, well, I used to like it medium, but I only eat fish now, so I've, I've changed to pescatarian. And, fair, um, fair, cool. Well, what's your favourite type of fish? Uh, uh, salmon. I must have salmon three, three or four times a week at the minute. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, so you got the salmon. Um, what would be your beer of choice, unless you don't drink, then in which case, what was your beer of choice? 
Oh, I do definitely drink. Um, Good stuff. Yeah, you know, typical English, typical Englishman. I um, I like German beer, and I like Irish beer. So, <laughs> so nice. that's how we are. You know, so it'd be. Uh, I like your strong lager, so I like uh, Heineken or Stella, yep. um, Beck's, that sort of stuff. And then um, I am partial to a pint of Guinness every now and again as well. Nice, nice. Uh, what about when you were in, in Australia? What What was your beer of choice while you were here, if you remember the beer? Uh, I used to drink Crown Lager a bit, even though a lot of people used to laugh at me for drinking that. I used to quite <laughs> like Crown Lager. Yep. Um, so, uh, just the usual, you know, a bit of 4X every now and again. I always, I always like 4X, but again, people laugh at me about that. So. I love 4X too. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, just, yeah. people are just a bit, oh, it's an old man's drink and whatever, but I enjoyed it. So. Well, let it be an old man's drink. doesn't yeah, negate the yeah. fact that I like it. <laughs> of, course, of course, you never drink beer as an NRL player, so I think it's a drink with beer. So. Nah, that, that's fair enough. Um, if there could be any gadget in the world in any movie that you could have, what would it be and why? It'd be any of the James Bond. You know, I'm a bit of a, a James Bond, Bond nerd. It's, yeah. yeah, something that still now, still watching when every time the movies are on TV, I can't, I can't get away from it. So when I was Aston Martin, the DB9, that um, you know, converts to a few, uh, had an RPG in it, something like that, just oh, to sort of yep. move traffic in the morning, that'd be superb. I was going to say, literally about 20 minutes ago, I spoke to James Maloney, and he said the exact yeah. same thing. One of them, probably one of the Bond cars that drives itself to him. Sort of thing is what he said he'd, he'd have. So that, that's yeah. good to hear. Um, yeah. And if you could have one superpower, what would it be? And again, why? Probably just be able to fly if I could. It would just be um, pretty convenient. cool just to get a bit of it. Yeah, convenient just to get a bit of an aerial view and also just to get away for a bit. <laughs> fly out to the Lake District would be pretty nice and then get a bit of peace and quiet instead of being stuck in traffic all the time. That'd be nice. Yeah, nah, fair call. And um, this is a, a last topic. If there's any advice that you could give to any kids that are either coming through the academy or just have dreams of making it in the big leagues one day, what would it be? Uh, to give it your give it your all. Don't bow down to any um, any peer pressure. You know, if you want something, go and get it. And the most important thing is you got to enjoy it. So you got to enjoy everything. That's the um, the good and bad stuff. So you got to enjoy the hard training, and just um, when you're making sacrifices, make sure you you realise that you're doing it for the right reasons. Exactly.